Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now, we're back. We know, we know. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. A lot of time off, but I mean, hey, that's okay. A lot of people take time off in the summer. Do we call you and, and DM you when you're on vacation? No, we don't. And it, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm glad that so many people reached it's out nice. while we were off. It is nice. And, you know, and, and actually got a few DMs from people saying like, that's great. Enjoy the time. Enjoy the summer. Can't wait to hear your stories and everything else. So that's really nice, too. Well, there's a lot that's happened since we were last here. So we're going to try and get caught up on a whole bunch of different things that are going on. So strap yourself in, everybody. Here comes the the podcast after nine rewind. How was your vacation? Oh, good. It was really good. Okay, it started off rocky because one of my kids got sick. So a couple days, not so great. Was it the vid? No, it wasn't the vid. No, no it wasn't the They were the not vid. around Drake at all. No, they were <laughs> <laughs> Which was a whole other thing. I know. No, no. It was um, It was like a fever and like a flu. I think influenza, if I had to guess. But it was a quick, thankfully, shortly lived. It took... 24 just over 24 hours and then everyone was fine so yeah i did a little bit of everything went to the beach i had a girls weekend which was fantastic um i i did everything i did a bunch of stuff it was it was uh, really good i had a party for my parents my parents 40th wedding anniversary yeah is you don't hear stories like that very often anymore do you yeah so we got all of their um Family together, all of the family together, and some of the friends, some of her friends, in fact, a couple people from her bridal party um, ended up coming too, which was great. It was really, really nice. It was good to see everybody and uh, organizing that was a lot, but it was, it ended up so nice. We were very happy with it. So yeah, it was good. Very busy. I was here, there, and just about everywhere. That's great. Hey, 40 years married. What's their secret? You know, they, I don't know. I never asked. Really? Yeah. Is there something that like... Am I supposed to ask them? I don't know. Well, I mean, Uh, they would, I assume, be role models for for you and your siblings. They're your parents, obviously. And 40 years of a successful marriage is great. Many marriages mm -hmm. don't make it that far. I'm just wondering if you noticed anything like, oh, you know what? He he, uh, always takes her out for a date once a week or something like that. They drink a beer together every night. Something. Usually there's something that a couple has that just brings them together. It's their thing and it helps make it work. Well, they, by the way, have been together since they were 14. Oh my God. That's impressive too. Yeah. Yeah. They've they've been just once they found each other, that was it. And I've always appreciated that. And yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you grow up with parents, if you're lucky enough that, you know, they have a loving relationship and they're married for so many years, of course you pick up on things. Absolutely. Um, They're just one of those couples. They don't, they, they genuinely don't like doing anything without the other person because they, they just want to be together that much, which kind of, which is like me and my husband, if I'm being completely honest, like even when I'm away for the weekend for my family, I'm like, it's great. It's a great and it's awesome. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. So I take certain, I don't think it's anything I can actually like tangibly take away, but they're great together and they're very even like growing up. 
she worked her ass off just as much as he worked his ass off. I'd say if anything, it was like a very 50-50 relationship. And I think that was something that I that I thought, yeah, that's that's important. And if the other person's not bringing in at least the 50%, there's a problem. Partnership. Partnership. Yes. Equal, equal, right? And if you do something, if you want something done nice for you, make sure you're doing something nice for that person in your life, you know? Love that. Well, congratulations to your parents. Yeah. Uh, sounds like you had a good time off. It was really good. Yeah, it was nice. I'll be honest with you guys. When you do what we do, some people think, oh my God, what a great job. You just sit around and listen to music all day and talk. There is a little more to it than that, a little more to it, and and it takes a toll on you. So, I mean, you need time off every now and again just to clear your head and get a clean perspective and and flip around and listen to, to what other people are doing. And, and yeah, that's part of the reason that we like taking some time off is just to refresh and recharge. I had a working vacation. Yeah. Uh, I, I told you that I have that. <laughs> Uh, it's it's a national lacrosse tournament that I run every year called the All Canada Games. And I am happy to tell you that when that tournament wrapped up at 4 p.m. on Wednesday, at 5 p.m. on Wednesday, I stepped down and said, I will never do that again. Yeah. Ever. It was a lot, eh? You know, I don't know, Kat, if it's a post-COVID thing. I assume it's post-COVID, but I think probably the economy has a lot to do with it. So many people are struggling right now, Mm -hmm. especially with inflation and interest rates and gas prices. Mm -hmm. People are so fucking mean that I can't even describe it. You know, it used to be that if somebody had an issue with something that had happened, uh, I can tell you that I, I didn't get a box of jerseys that I was expecting until Thursday the day after the tournament was over. Oh, no. And that's a supply chain issue. It sat, according to the tracking, in the FedEx warehouse in Memphis for more than 10 days. It sat there. Nobody could find it. I got it the day after. I didn't need it anymore. So I had to scramble around to get some replacements. And I would have thought, holy shit, people are going to be thrilled that I managed to get a replacement on like four days notice. Where do you get sublimated jerseys made in four days? Well, I pulled some strings, called some contacts, and I managed to get it done. Didn't matter. I had to hear a lot of complaints about why weren't they the same as the other ones? Why do they look different? Why are you treating them differently by putting them in different oh, jerseys? No. And nobody comes Come and asks. Nobody wants to be understanding anymore. Nobody wants to ask simple questions like, hey, I'm just wondering how come these jerseys don't look the same as those jerseys? Right. And I could have given you a perfectly good explanation, but instead people come at you with the claws right. out like, rah, 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 rah. Yeah. and don't even get me started. I'm going to talk just quickly about sports parents and then yeah. I'm going to move on because I get myself worked up Go when ahead. I talk about it. You know, you probably see it if you've got kids in sports. There are some parents who just take it way, way, way too far. And I don't know if they're living vicariously through their kids. There must be a certain element to that. And I'm probably even guilty of that, too. Or maybe it's just, God forbid, the thought of your child facing any small amount of disappointment or discomfort or whatever. But one of the things about this tournament is there's an all-star game. And, and that's basically just coaches that are there recruiting would like to see a couple of players play one more time and and they just give me a list of players they want to see and we put it together and boom Mm -hmm. maybe we shouldn't call it an all-star game but the amount of parents that were vicious and i mean mean in attacking me personally because their kid wasn't selected i don't need the headaches i don't need the hassle and i don't need anyone to feel sorry for me because that's fine whether i do or don't do this doesn't matter to me but what i would encourage you to do is if you're one of those 
crazy, over-the-top, overzealous parents, particularly one of those ones that's out there tailgating in the parking lot before your 10-year-old plays a fucking soccer game, that sort of shit. If you're one of those parents and you're going to go and argue with coaches and fight with conveners and all that sort of shit, just ask yourself what you think to ac- you're going to accomplish right. there. And what kind of an example do you think yeah. you're setting for your kids? Uh, there was a video circulating on the weekend of parents in an actual fist fight in the stands of a lacrosse game in Whitby. Parents got so fucking fired up about what was happening amongst a bunch of like 12 and 13 year olds on the floor that they started fighting in the stands. It was one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. But unfortunately, these things keep happening. Parents, you got to find a way to find your chill or stop going to your kids games. Just be the parent who drops them off and picks them up when they're done. If you can't handle being around other people, if you can't handle your kid getting, uh, I don't know, a penalty and and you want to fight the referee because the referee gave your kid two minutes in the box. What the fuck is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Stop it. Settle down. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the process. Let your kid get better and healthier and more active. But you do not need to get violent and mean and rough because mm-hmm. it just doesn't accomplish anything. And honestly, you're going to be a parent cut at some point in your life. Sooner or later, your kid's not going to make a team specifically because that team doesn't want you around. <laughs> Isn't it sad, too, that there's people with, with young kids like myself who might look at all those things and I've seen them. I've seen exactly what you're talking about. And I've saw it as I grew up and maybe it is getting worse. I mean, I totally trust your perspective on it because you have been around it for so long. If you say it's getting worse, I totally believe you. But when I see that... As a parent with young kids, it makes me less likely to even, which is sad because it makes me less likely to even want to have my kids involved in that. Yeah. In a competitive sport. That freaks me out. I think, oh, what if, what if? Because I I don't want to have to have that around me either. Even though I know I'm not going to take part in that. I'm not going to be that person that stands up and yells shit and why didn't you do that? Or why didn't you play? I'm not, I just know that that's just not in me though. I'm not built that way, but being around it is enough for me to be like, no, nah, I don't want to be around that. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, like I said, don't feel sorry for me. Cause I'll be just fine. I've got lots of shit to keep myself busy, but what is going to happen is you're going to lose it all. You're going to lose those volunteers. I, I think people hear stories like the one about hockey Canada. They had a multi-million dollar slush fund just laying around to settle all the sexual harassment suits that have come up. Yeah, some of the executives in these associations get paid and they get paid very well, but all the grunt work is done by volunteers. The person who who does registration at the table at the mall on sports sign-up day every spring mm-hmm. is not getting paid to do that. That's someone who wants to see that local soccer association grow and, and get better at what they do. The person who brings the balls to practice, the coaches, not, they, these people don't get paid. And when you go and lose your shit on them or freak out over trivial little things, and I'm sure even you, if you step back, could say, yeah, I guess that was stupid. Don't do that. There should be a mandatory 24-hour rule in all aspects of sports. Otherwise, you're going to lose those volunteers. There's already a crisis in referees. They can't get people that want to referee kids' football Mm -hmm. games and hockey games anymore, uh, even though they keep raising the fee that they pay them. And which raises your fees as a parent because they have to pay these officials, but they can't even get them at the higher rate now because they don't want to deal with the shit. And when referees don't want to deal with the shit, when volunteers and organizers don't want to deal with that shit, 
You're not going to have an association left. There won't be a place in the future for kids to play Timbit soccer or to play minor baseball or minor football because the parents are so batshit crazy that it's just not worth it for people anymore. They'd rather just do what other people do, sit on the sidelines and watch. Mm-hmm. And if nobody steps up to, to be the person who books the tournaments and coordinates the, the bus, well, then there just won't be tournaments and there won't be buses. None of that shit's going to happen anymore because people don't want to put up with crazy parents. And I mean, I only saw a little sample of it last week. I have colleagues that, that see it all the time, all the time. and I don't understand where people think it's going to get them, but it really is gross. I mean, find a way to find some enjoyment in watching your kid get healthier and stronger and faster and smarter without you injecting yourself into it being an asshole. It's so, so frustrating. But anyway, other than that, I did a uh, a whole bunch of renos. I was reno guy this week. You were a reno guy. What'd you do? Nah, nothing really. Uh, girlfriend wanted the wa- her walk-in closet redone. So we ripped out all the Rubbermaid shelves that it came with and put in nice new shelves nice. And, and clothing bars. And Kat, I have the most level walk-in closet that you have ever seen in your life. Like you would walk in and think these angles are beautiful. Do you share a closet? No. Yeah, no, nor do, nor do we. It's not a good nor idea. Do I don't think it's a good idea to share a closet I don't think so all. either. Certain things are private. <laughs> See, I don't even think that. I just think I got a lot of shit that I want to be able to get to. And if we shared our closet, even though it's a large walk-in closet, I have a lot of shit. So that's mine. And then he uses the other one. He's happy with that. Actually, he has two closets technically and really? I have the large walk-in. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I am... I'm going to put the tools down because I'm back in work mode now. But yeah, it was a grind for a couple of days mm-hmm. there. I um, uh, I didn't go anywhere this time around, though. Like I was so You're busy local. with that stuff. Well, it wasn't just that. I was local. And um, if you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw the video that I posted. My son is playing over in Germany right now at the European Lacrosse Championships. And it's great. He's doing well. But uh, the games are on at four o'clock in the morning. So while this was supposed to be a week of me getting to sleep in till like 6, 7 a.m. Whoa, imagine sleeping till 7 a.m. No, I was up at 4 a.m. every day watching a game uh, before I would start my day. Yeah. So the schedule's all fucked up, but that's okay. Uh, we are uh, back to the grind for at least a week. There's going to be a little it'll more be, vacation time yeah, later this summer. It'll be a couple weeks. I think we're gone for sure. But we are uh, <laughs> we are here today and ready to go. And I guess the biggest story of all on a worldwide scale is yesterday, uh, President Joe Biden came out and announced that they've launched a drone strike in central Kabul, Afghanistan, and they've killed Ayman al-Zawari. He was the guy who was in charge of al-Qaeda working with Osama bin Laden, and then the top dog once Osama bin Laden was killed. They killed him with a drone strike. Oh, okay. Two Hellfire missiles right into the living room. Kaboom. Did his whole family go? Like, well, I mean, do we care or do we not care? I, I Personally, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, it seems like they were all a bunch of shitheads. Just bad people. Just horrible people. Yeah. I mean, if... Uh, uh, the official story is, is that Al-Zawari worked with Osama bin Laden to coordinate the 9-11 attacks. Right, and we right. were all greatly impacted by that. We sure. still are to this day. Yeah. If you travel through an airport. In any case, uh, the guy's dead. They were following him for months. And then they figured out enough about his daily routine that they knew exactly when they could fire missiles where there would be almost no collateral damage, i.e. no civilians Good. killed or anything. Yeah. Now they're saying they really threaded the needle 
Nobody was even injured by two Hellfire missiles, but this guy was blown to smithereens. Mm, They know what they're doing. It's funny, actually, because Joe Biden came out and did this announcement yesterday, and he said that drone strike in Afghanistan delivered justice. And hopefully it's one more measure of closure for families of the victims of the September 11th terror attacks on America. I mean, it's justice, but it's 21 years later. 21 years it took to track this son of a bitch down. Fuck. It's I don't know if anyone who I'm not going to speak for anyone who who knows someone who's a victim of what happened on that day. I'm not I'm not sure if anything would really bring you like closure. You know what I mean? Like full closure. It's still a fucking travesty. And on on top of the fact that there's still more people that I'm sure that they're going after that have to do with this. It's not like this was the last guy and it's done. That's the end of the bad guys. We know the bad guys will still exist. And that's not enough to give me closure. That that would keep me up at night. (laughs) It's kind of weird that the head guy, the leader of Al Qaeda in Afghanistan was basically camped out and living a fairly normal life in the capital of Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the Taliban yeah, looking but- for this fucking guy too? How is he living right under their nose all this time and nobody fucking noticed? I don't know, but sometimes they say you said when people are wanted like that, they'll try to hide in plain sight, right? That's true. A lot of people wanted by people or trying to hide their identity will go to a highly populated area. I assume that might be the case here where maybe you can go... Without people really knowing. I mean, I don't know. But okay, one bad person blown up. I'm okay with that. The world has another dead terrorist, everybody, and he is gone, which is good. Fuck him. Piece uh, of shit. Speaking of Joe Biden, he's back in isolation. He's now had COVID twice this month. How did I, you know, it's so funny because I saw that headline and I thought it was an old headline. So did I. I was like, oh, who, why, why is this being circulated again? This is weird. And then I read it and then I went, Oh, again? So here's a guy who's had COVID. He's on his fourth booster at this point. He caught COVID like two weeks ago and went into self-isolation, came out of the isolation testing negative, and then started testing positive again a few days later. Is this a weird variant that nobody had ever seen before? I don't think this is common. How can you have COVID twice in three weeks? Yeah, that seems that's an odd one. That's almost like there's a testing situation that ha- that went wrong. But he's he do the actual like PCRs or is he doing rapids? Like what I assume he, the White House is PCRs. I would assume so too. And they're probably pretty like vigilant with it. I, I I thought that was interesting too. I mean, there's a lot of people catching COVID again. Maybe it's for the second time. Hopefully not for the third time. Drake is one of those people, for example, who had to cancel the show. Yep. You know, uh, yeah, last it was supposed to be last night. You know, but that happens. I mean, we've known we know people who've caught it twice too. Uh, but it when it happens twice in one month, you got to wonder, like you said, if, if if it's a variant thing or a testing thing, where it does kind of come and go, and it mm-hmm. makes you wonder if he felt fine in between those tests being done. Does it just feel like you don't have it anymore? But oh no, you actually do still have it. Like it's a weird one, right? They threw him on the Paxlovid again. So right. that's the one, the drug they give you if you catch COVID and it looks like you could have a serious case of it. They give you this and within a couple of days you feel fine again. Okay, fine. No problem. He had that, tested negative, and then started testing positive. That just leads to a whole bunch more questions. Sure. Like, A, how did that happen? B, did he actually catch it for a second time in three weeks? And it can't be that easy to get within the president if you've got COVID. Yeah. I assume everybody around him gets tested regularly. Yeah. So something fucked up has happened in there. Yeah, it was probably internally someone else caught it. But 
I don't know. Like the side effects might not have been there at all for anyone if he says he's feeling fine too. And he sounded okay in the video he put out. Yeah. I mean, and that's he the thing okay. too. Well, I mean, he should. He's got four shots in him and he's getting ready for a fifth in a few months. I would hope that if the what they say is true, that it will keep you out of the hospital, then it seems to have done its yeah, job. Yeah. Or maybe the Paxlovid yeah. did its job. Or maybe he doesn't have COVID at all. They just need to get him away from the cameras for a little while. A similar thing is happening. They could just tell Joe, ah, sorry, Joe, it's positive. Back over to the, the White House residence. We'll come get you when it's time for lunch or something like that. Who knows? Would they play with that? I don't know. I don't think they would. I think and they I was would. mainly being facetious, but I, it is a solid strategy when your numbers are really bad. Get you out of the spotlight for a little while. That's why Trudeau's in Costa Rica for two weeks in August. You ever been to Costa Rica in August? <laughs> the fuck? What? Dude, <laughs> this guy's got it all wrong. He went surfing in BC at the end of September. He goes to Costa Rica in August for two weeks. Apparently, when he's there, by the way, he stays at a resort. I'm wondering which well, he resort does stay it at is. A resort, eh? I mm-hmm. thought he would have rented like an Airbnb. Or doesn't every country have like a visiting dignitary place that they can ship him off to? Like, if we have people come here, we can put them at the Chateau Laurier. We can put them at the Royal York. We can put them any number of places. Do the people in Costa Rica, if it is a resort, are they? How many of them are from here or would know who he was? I mean. I would assume you would have to know something's up because I assume he travels with people. Oh, like protect to protect him. I mean, well, that's an interesting one, because when the president travels, everybody understands that, OK, it's not just the president. It's all his advisors, his senior advisors. There's that military guy that's got the nuclear codes. Yeah. That's that person's always with him. Trudeau doesn't really have a lot of people that he needs to bring along other than a security detail. And he needs to have the Canadian Armed Forces on standby in case there's an earthquake or a forest fire or shit goes down. You got to evacuate him and his family out of there. So that's fine. I mean, it's uh, it is what it is. Maybe he just wants to let his hair grow back in a little bit before he gets back in front of the cameras. I don't know. (laughs) He was probably still loving it. No, I think he's probably still loving it, no matter what. I think he loves the attention that people yeah. pay to his haircut. Yeah. Like, here's a guy who cuts his hair and it becomes, becomes worldwide news. Silly, isn't and, it? And the source of many, many, many memes. It's the silliest. I agree with you. Um, U of T, University of Toronto, yeah. is requiring a third shot if you want to live in residence <gasps> really? this year. It's the first of the three-shot mandate that some people expect is coming in the fall. I don't know that it's actually going to happen, but Doug Ford is going to have some decisions to make if he hasn't already, and that's going to have to happen soon. Are they going to impose mandates for a third shot? Mm-hmm. Will they wait until the 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 Pfizer 2.0 or whatever the fuck we're going to call fall? it comes out in yeah. the fall? Will he wait and then give people time to get that and then mandate it for yeah. after Christmas? Yeah. We don't know how it's all going to work, but U of T is already saying that if you don't have three shots... You cannot live in residence. One thing I would appreciate, though, I I mean, I don't think anyone's going to be shocked by that. And even if you already were living in residence, you were double dosed. So you want to get you got to make sure you go get your third shot. Uh, At least they're telling people now. Can I just say, like, at least there's that you have a full month to get your shit together Well, I guess you move into resin like a really like a few weeks away, right? But you have time to get your shit together. Whereas like other, you know, other campuses are going to wait until like last minute and be like, well, you better book your shit in the next two days or else you can't move in here. So I kind of appreciate the schools that know in advance. If you know in advance you're going to do it, tell people now. Make let people make those choices. And if that means they can't live in residence, 
let them figure out their own shit then. I didn't read the news release, so I don't know if it includes a sound explanation of why this would be required. But I think everybody generally understands now. Everybody agrees, even the 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 very vax people, that uh, it doesn't stop transmission. So, I mean, I don't know why they would put that in place, but here we are. They're going to do it. Uh, as, as far as the mandates anywhere else are concerned, I mean, there were some that were saying you should have to have a third shot before you go to regular school. Oh, I don't know about that. I, there's a lot of people who have no interest in getting a third dose of this. Maybe, maybe they'll reconsider in the fall when the second version comes out, which apparently is more adapted to Omicron or some of the other variants. But right now, it's bizarre. That they would require this now when there's another new dose that's only a matter of months away. And it's a confusing thing for a lot of people because they're unsure. Like you said, right? There's another dose. So what are we talking about? When you say third, what is this thing? So I have to get the third, then I wait for this thing. And so far they've said it seems completely safe, by the way, to get this new one that's coming in the fall that you speak of. Even if you get your booster now, that's no problem. You can go ahead and get this other one. But other people might be like, well, I'm, I, I want to just, can I just do that one and that one counts? Like, how does that work? <laughs> like, why can't I just do this new one that's going to protect me against these variants? Uh, you know, it, it's confusing for a lot of people. Well, I think we're really coming to a time now where there's such a wide variance. There's a lot of places that don't even require masks. But now you get someone like U of T that thinks they're smarter than everyone else. That's going to mandate you have to have a third shot to live in res with nearest. I can tell no science behind it to back that up. So it's probably time for public health to take back public health and stop allowing certain places, particularly public places like universities to make mm-hmm. their own decisions because they can't be trusted with it. They're abusing it. They're making it a political thing. They should just not be allowed to do that. And it should just be law. No, there's no mandates or, oh, here's the law that includes the specific mandates. Mm-hmm. Just letting some schools do this and other schools do that. It even creates distrust in the system. If let's just say hypothetically, U of T requires a third shot to be in res, but maybe Western or the University of Guelph doesn't require it. Well, now not even the schools agree on that. So the whole thing is just sowing distrust and it's adding to the public being angry and skeptical. And that's the sort of shit that needs to change. So hopefully Doug is ready to grab the bull by the balls here and and lay down the law with some of these people and say, hey, listen, we're all going to swim in the right direction because if we don't, it's just going to create more distrust and more anger. Let's move on to a couple other things here Um, for the second time in a month. A passenger has gotten a huge fine for trying to get through the airport in Australia with food in their bags. You remember two weeks ago, it was right before we went on vacation, somebody got a sub and they ate half the sub and then they put the other half in their bag and figured they'd eat it when they got home from their trip. They forgot to declare they had a subway, half of a subway sub in their bag and they got dinged with like a $2,000 fine. And by the way, update on that, subway paid the fine. Good. Great. Mm -hmm. And it was a nice PR gesture nice. of them. Yeah. Well, now here's another one. Someone fined 2,664 Australian dollars, which American would be roughly almost 1,900 bucks because they didn't declare two egg McMuffins that they had in their bag. Mm. I find it really. You can't save an egg McMuffin for later. Very, very <laughs> short window to eat that egg McMuffin while it's still good. I think aside from that, though, you can like anyone who's been to an airport. It's pretty clear. I've never 
unless this person did not speak the same language as the signs, but all of the most popular languages you can find, if not many more, are usually posted right there where you are supposed to discard of anything if you are, and like you said, the cards that ask you to declare all of those things. It's very clear. You run into those things like sometimes numerous times where it's like, do you? Are you sure you don't have anything? Are you fucking sure? Are you triple sure? Double, triple check your bag. And then that people still do it. So I really have a... I honestly have a hard time sympathizing with anybody. Really? Yeah, I, I do, do sympathize no, I with don't. them. I just don't. I mean, there's a bunch of like go into traveling afraid of everything. Maybe that's because I am. And so I fucking get rid of everything. I don't even bother. Even the travel size things. I'm like, what if it's off slightly by like 0.2 ounces? I can't do it. I'm, I'm just going to buy new shit when I get there if I have to. Like, but I'm going without this or that because I'm, yeah, I'm super careful. And nothing bad has ever come of it. I don't know. That's the mentality I go in with it. Hmm. Okay. I I, th- I think people make mistakes from time to time and certain things slip the mind. I, I think of parents, for example, that are traveling with toddlers and, oh, fuck, I forgot to declare I had a bag of Dunkaroos in my carry-on. It was just to give to the kid mm-hmm. if they got fussy on the plane. And uh, now I'm getting a $3,000 Australian fine because I forgot to declare some goddamn Dunkaroos. Dunkaroos. Do they still sell Dunkaroos? By the they way? did, but it's not the same. Oh, so really? they sell them again now. Second time. But they're right? different? Yeah. The icing's different. It's garbage. Oh, it's no shit. Good. Yeah, why it's would too they, bad. Why would they change? Oh, anyway, that's off topic. It's not as thick. Like, does anyone who bought the new Dunkaroos realize? Like, Dunkaroos were the shit when I was growing up in the 90s. It's not the same icing. Not the same. Anyway. Well, Australian authorities have brought in new biosecurity rules after a foot and mouth disease outbreak in Indonesia spread to Bali. And there's a lot of people that go from Bali to Australia. Mm-hmm. So they're they're being strict on the rules. And because this person had some Egg McMuffins in their bag that they didn't declare, even though it was fully cooked, very, very little chance of foot and mouth disease in an Egg McMuffin, they still ding this person with the fine. They say this will be an expensive meal for the passenger, but a valuable lesson for everyone else to learn. So they're making an example of the person. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's what it is. An undeclared, <laughs> sorry, two undeclared cooked eggs, a sausage patty, ham, a croissant. I guess McDonald's over there, you can get their sandwiches on a croissant. Okay. A croissant and one egg McMuffin bun. With cheese. That was what cost them almost $1,900 US. Well, maybe someone will step forward and pay for it. Like the other story. That would be great. If you go to, have you ever gone into a wedding thinking, this is a waste of time. They're not going to get, they're not going to last long. Never. I've been to a wedding before where I really didn't know the people at all. Like I was like, who's getting married? I don't know you. Uh, But aside from that, no, never one time. Oh, I have. Yeah. There's been times where I've been sitting there listening to the speeches, watching the kiss, watching the first dance, thinking to myself, this is all fucking for show. This isn't going to work out. This isn't going to last. And how many times did it not last? Well, I don't know. Eventually, I might be right. Oh, OK. So not yet. <laughs> not necessarily right. yet. But anyway, a bride to be has posted on Reddit. She's upset with her own family that have been secretly betting on how long it'll take for her fiance to regret marrying her. Mm-hmm. In case you didn't follow wow. that, wow. The, the family of the bride realizes the bride is so whatever she is, they don't think that it's going to work out. They think he could do better, but they think 
she's hiding the real her right. from him. Hey, I mean, nobody knows you better than your family, right? And if they know you're a bitch or whatever the issue here is that wasn't disclosed, then maybe they do have a little bit of inside information there and maybe you can form an opinion. Ah, this probably isn't going to last. There's a nice guy and she's bridezilla. This isn't going to work or something like that. So they placed a few wagers. Oh, no. They didn't write it down somewhere. I don't know if it's like a squares pool. It's a Super Bowl. (laughs) And she found out? Yeah. How did she find out? A cousin reached out and said (gasps) to her, hey, just so you know, your family's betting that this isn't going to last. Wow. Your family is betting on, let me see if I can find the exact words, how long it will take before the husband realizes he made a mistake. Oh. Oh, wow. Shit, they hate you. Holy shit. That's brutal. I mean, okay, so I don't know this woman. She possibly is a diabolical human being, right? I mean, worst case scenario, this is a terrible human. And he's just is the worst. He complains about everything. But why would you even agree to be a part of the wedding? Like as a guest or anything, if you hated a person so much, why would you stand there? You know what I mean? Or why would you say, yeah, the wedding, I'm going to go to that wedding if I hate that person. I, I don't understand that. Well, like relative or not. I just think that they know her on a different level and they know that, I mean, family could probably see, huh, she's different when she's with him. Is it an act or has she actually turned a a page in her life? We don't really know. But either way, you can guess that this is probably not going to work out. They're just not compatible. Or he's, I don't know, uh, a hard worker and she's lazy. Or he is a a very religious person and she pretends to be religious, but once she gets married, they're never going to see the inside of a church together. It could be any number of things. And and again, she doesn't explain because she's telling the story from her perspective. Sure. But in this case, she says, my parents are telling me not to cancel the wedding. I would regret it in the long run and it would be embarrassing for our family and for me if we canceled it now. But I'm seriously thinking about canceling the wedding. I've told them I'm not happy with the situation. We may just go to City Hall. I think any everybody should at least consider going to City Hall. And maybe mm-hmm. you decide that's not right for you and you need that big $40,000 wedding. But in this case, she wants to go to City Hall just to do it alone and not mm-hmm. have her wagering family betting on whether or not it's going to last. But the family doesn't want her to cancel. They know that she knows They've been betting. Yeah. I mean, what's the, what is the reason why we have people at a wedding? What is the reason? For money. <laughs> but Envelopes. This is, but this is the thing is that what we're supposed to do is have people who love and support us there on site as we, you know, promise the world to that person that means so much to us. If they don't even have that minimum intent of wishing us the best. Yeah. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Leave and go do your own thing. If people and there's been probably countless people who have had to. I mean, that's what the story of eloping usually comes from is sometimes. Yes, it's people that don't want to have to bother with a wedding. But sometimes it is. Hey, you know what? Uh, My family doesn't believe in us. Let's just go do this thing. Let's do it. And they do. So and and it can turn out fine. Yeah, I mean, I would ask her. I would ask her why she would want to do it. And if the answer is I I don't want to do it, then don't. How do you feel about cookies? Cookies are good. I mean, I have no negative thoughts do you have off the a, top of my head about cookies. A favorite cookie? Oh, a favorite cookie. Hmm. God, gun to head. Uh, gun to head if I had to pick. I think like a peanut butter cookie is probably my favorite. See, and if, if we were talking, well, we are talking cookies. 
I would not even have thought of peanut butter cookies. What? That wouldn't really? even have come to mind. When okay. I think of cookies, I think chocolate chip first and foremost. Sure, that's a classic. Oatmeal is one of my favorites, and I can handle a certain number of raisins in oh, them. No. So I'm good with the traditional. Oh, no. I think of like shortbread at Christmas. I think of Oreos. Girl Guide. Girl That's Guide cookies a is a great cookie. one. Whatever those weird ones are that my grand used to dip in her tea. Those <laughs> ones. I think of that. They're I, good for my tummy. <laughs> I never, the digestives. <laughs> I never think of peanut butter cookies. Yes, digestives. That's digestives. what they're called. Yeah. In any case, uh, they ask people because this coming Thursday is National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. Great day to either bake or discover a new recipe or just go out and buy some because there's some places that have really good cookies. And be honest with yourself. Like maybe you do feel like, hey, maybe I'd bake some cookies. Are you good at it? If not, yeah, no shame in buying cookies. Get get out of the kitchen. Don't uh, don't fuck it up for the rest of us. Well, no, just go buy them. Just go buy them. Have you seen the cookie aisle? It's intense. Yeah. There's a lot of shit. There's a lot of options. Just go buy some. What are those double, uh, the double chocolate ones? It's cookie. It looks like an Oreo, but it's like chocolate fudge in the middle. Is oh, that a fudgio? Fudgio. Goddamn delicious. You like the fudgios? You yeah. dip those in a little bit of milk and you are made. Good to go. But anyway, so we're talking cookies leading up to National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day on Thursday. And one of the things that came out of this is that on average... We eat 21 cookies a month. What? 21 cookies That's not right. a month on average. And I thought, that seems like a really high number to me. So I Googled it. How many cookies come in a package of Oreos, for example? 45. Three sleeves of 15. You're eating almost half a thing of Oreos every month? I don't understand how you can do that. That seems like way too much cookie. That is, like, unless cookie is the only treat you like, I don't understand how that would be a thing. I really don't. Like, there's other treats. Are these just people that don't like anything but cookies? I, so that's what they treat themselves to? But you're saying They've sworn average. off all food except the, cookies. <laughs> <laughs> and you're saying average. So there's a lot of people that eat more yeah. than that many cookies a month? Right. That's a lot. 61% of people say a good cookie can turn your whole day around. Oh. Uh, I felt like a bag of shit earlier, but I had me a cookie and now things are going well. <laughs> I get like the nice little treat for yourself, you know? Like a nice treat for yourself can can turn your day around, sure. A cookie. A cookie changed everything for me today. Went to the grocery store and it cost me three times more than it used to. I'm broke. Like, but I ate one of the cookies on the way home and I just, everything's good now. Are these adults too? Like, yeah. I, I love that it's like adults that are like, I like a cookie. That changed my day. Because like my kids, oh yeah, fuck, a cookie would change their day for sure. But they're kids. They don't have a lot of problems. Like adults have a lot of problems. Yeah. <laughs> the cookie changes it. Like good for you. So I like to dip some cookies, chocolate chip, Oreos, that sort of stuff in milk. The, the, Classic, sure. The grand cookies, as I call them, the digestives. That's Digestive. what you. That's right. Thank you for thinking of that because I couldn't. You stick those in tea. Yeah, if you dip those in tea, yeah, it's amazing because they're shit on their own. If you just eat a digestive cookie, <laughs> kind of cardboardy, yeah, with a little sprinkle it's like of sugar, cardboard garbage. But dip it in tea, and it's a whole new cookie. It's like a transformation has yeah. taken place. They perfectly complement each other. But one that I'd add on to that that didn't even get mentioned here is like a, a biscotti or something like that. Is a biscotti a cookie? Are we... Get the fuck out it, of here. Of course it's a cookie. Not a yes, cookie. it's a cookie. It's just yeah. a weird stick thing. It's, it's not a, a cookie. If it's not a cookie, it's a breadstick. What would you Cookies say it is? have to be round and flat. No, they Cookies don't. are round and flat, You're and that's a, it, and you can't change my mind. Cookies are round 
It's flat. That's it. Chocolate chip was the number one cookie, followed by peanut butter, double chocolate chip, oatmeal raisin, and shortbread all made the list. And they asked people, what's your perfect chocolate chip cookie? Because Thursday's the day. They say it has to be soft and chewy. They don't want crunchy or hard. Soft and chewy, made with brown sugar, fresh out of the oven is the best way to eat it. Fresh out of the oven. Absolutely. Soft baked. I I totally agree with that too. I I prefer a soft bake to any kind of hard cookie. Is that why you have a biscotti? Biscotti's terrible. Biscotti's like a break your tooth thing. Like who wants to willingly put that in your mouth and potentially harm your enamel? Like a no thank you. You know what I was doing when we were off is I was doing a little cleaning in my kitchen and I found some stuff that I was looking for. I I was looking for power converters, for example, the European adapters to send them off to overseas with my son. Little things like that. And guess what I found? I haven't seen this thing in weeks and I just happened to stumble across it. The key for my mailbox. I totally fucking forgot <laughs> to check the, the mail for like weeks. Why was the key to your mailbox in your in your kitchen in your kitchen cupboards, or was it in like a drawer? Like, do you have like a junk drawer kind of thing? No, it's like one of those corner cabinets, the open ones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So we just set the key up there, and then whoever's taking the dog for a walk, which between myself and my girlfriend, the dog gets walked like five times a day. Sure. We walk by the mailbox every time, but for whatever reason, it, in my head, it didn't register. Oh yeah, there's probably some mail in there for me. So I wandered down to the mailbox. I don't know who this mail person is, but it was jammed in there so tight that I was yanking as hard as I could on on various pieces of paper that were in there, mainly flyers and garbage and magnets from realtors and get the notepads from realtors. Yeah, like (laughs) stop. 80% of it was from realtors asking me, oh, your home's worth more than you think. No, it's not. I watched the news. Thank you. (laughs) Fuck off. Thank you very much for that. You can have your pen back and piss off. But anyway, it was packed in there so fucking tight that I was pulling and just papers kept ripping, but I couldn't get anything out of there. I had to go home and get needle nose pliers to pull out a couple of envelopes at a time so that I could finally get everything out. It's better than like having to, you would have otherwise had to probably wait for that courier to open the ginormous door. You know how they can open like the power, the, the power door where it's like one the power door. Because you know I mean? <laughs> there's a little doorlet, there's a little doorlet and then there's the old power door. Power it's like the, door. the whole thing comes out. You would have had to be that asshole that said they're like, I know I haven't checked my mail in six weeks. Can you open the big power door? <laughs> <laughs> the power door. I love it. Well, anyway, I uh, finally did get it out. If you would like to know anything about what's going to be on sale at Canadian <laughs> Tire weeks ago. for Canada Day. For Father's Day. <laughs> for Father's Day. <laughs> Please tell me, tell me the Father's Day deals, would you? <laughs> Jesus. You just let me know because I am good. <laughs> I've got it figured out. Sportcheck's having a beginning of summer sale, guys. <laughs> There's so much more we could get into this episode, but we're going to wrap it up quickly with one last thing. Is it time to cancel concerts? And, and, and hear me out on this. It used to be you'd find out in, say, March that, oh, this summer, Harry Styles or Justin Bieber is coming to Toronto. Mm-hmm. And everybody would buy their tickets and there'd be a couple of days and all the radio stations were giving away tickets and then it would be sold out and end a story. But something weird started happening Before COVID and it continued through COVID where people were scheduling concerts like a year out. Like, hey, get your tickets now. August 9th, 2024, we're going to have a Spice Girls reunion. 
Yeah. I don't know why they would need to go on sale more than a year in advance, but they were doing that. Yeah. Now we've had three high-profile concerts in a row canceled in Toronto. All Canadian acts, which is, well, m- mainly Canadian acts involved. Bieber, we could all see he was sick. That facial yeah. thing that he had, we could see it. Sean Mendez, also sick, but we can't see that. He's dealing with some mental, mental health, health issues, issues that he needs to resolve. Fine. The weekend show, canceled because of his, Rogers. Not his fault. Drake, canceled because yeah. of COVID. It's amazing how many people have driven downtown and got their parking space and paid their $45 and booked a restaurant and maybe even bought a new outfit only to find out the show is canceled. It's happening a lot lately. Postponed. And it's funny, we still, aside from the weekend, who did reschedule uh, the show, aside from the weekend, I think it's September 22nd, if, that, if I'm not mistaken, we don't even have any new dates for the other ones too, so it's too bad. It does happen. No, do, to answer your question, is it time to cancel concerts? I mean, that's pretty extreme. Um, but I understand what you mean when it comes to those, because it's a world tour. A lot of these acts are putting out world tours. So with that comes dates on every continent and they just throw it all out there. In all fairness to those acts, you have to book those venues in advance. By the way, that is the biggest headache of a job you could ever imagine. The people whose job it is to schedule those shows into those venues, I do not envy you at all because you have to sit there and look through each and every place and each and every country, never mind that, and each and every province and each and every country and each and every state and each and every country and go, okay, what's available where? How does it make sense to tour? And then you have to be the one to fill in those dots. So if you've already filled in those dots, you have to pre-book everything. You have to in advance. And then the artist wants to make sure they're done by... September, let's say. Okay, let's make sure that we go, we cross most of the world or we do the, you know, North America within these dates. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense you have to book them that far in advance. I just think it would make sense to announce the shows a week, two weeks in advance. Hey, you want to go see Harry Styles? He'll be here next Saturday. Like specials in a restaurant. Bo- you're saying maybe it's already booked. Yeah. We but just, you're not even going to announce it until right before. Stop getting our hopes up and stop spending well, our money before we even get to see the show. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I... Uh, Babysitters were booked. Reservations oh, yeah. were made. Parking oh, yeah. was paid for. I do all feel, that shit. I do feel for those, especially those who did travel far to get there. It sucks. It, the weekend is one that happened so quick right beforehand. Again, it wasn't his fault. At least you did have a heads up with, you know, Sean Mendez let us know he wasn't doing too well. And that was like a month out, you mm-hmm. know, um, and... Drake, we didn't know, but at least you didn't show up to the physical venue and then find out about it, right? You had a little bit of a heads up. You had like a whole day. I think it was like a day, right? It was like, mm-hmm. I don't know, 20 hours or something before the show. Fine. But yeah, I, I do, it does suck when you travel all that way. But I'm not, you also have to take that risk, though. That's a risk you're taking. When you buy those concert tickets, you're taking a risk as to everything else you're booking around it. Keep that in mind. And then maybe it'll make you change your mind next time. Wow. Or go to those destinations for other reasons other than that concert. Like, I go into Vegas, for example. I'm not flying into Vegas to particularly see a show. Never do that. I never do that. If I happen to be there and someone's playing, I buy them there. But that's me. You have to learn as you go, and it sucks, but I don't know. Maybe you need to change your mentality. This is why I think more pop-up concerts would be much better and much more effective. You could be much more confident that it would happen. By the way, off-topic on this. We both know Sean Mendez pretty well, and I'm, I've been thinking about him a lot. Like, he seems like he's really struggling right now, and I feel horrible for him. I'm so, I'm so happy he did what—I have no doubt in my mind, he, this, this young man has 
and he's so young, has so much pressure to mm-hmm. con- continue on, to carry on, to continue. Pop- the guy hasn't taken a real break. If you think about it, I mean, it's been nonstop. He's making music. He's in the public eye. He's doing tours. Then he's making more music. Then he's showing up to other people's concerts and he's doing this and that. He doesn't stop. It's a machine. And I actually um, heard uh, our buddy, Sean Desmond, who played for Drake's North American Stars concert not long ago, talking about it and saying that's what happens. And even it happened to him when he was young, where it was like, go, go, go. You're here, you're there, because people are making money off of you. And you are um, basically a machine that makes money for everyone around you. So you're encouraged and pushed to go do things. And for him to stay, stop. This isn't about money. Like, I am not well. I am not right in my head. I am not going to continue on because we've seen stars we all know who they are. We don't need to name names, but we've seen stars really hit their breaking point in the public eye and, and really lose control of themselves because they didn't say, hang on, stop. I need a little bit of help. So good for him. I'm proud of him for stopping. And any true fan of Sean Mendes will be fine with it. He also went through a pretty bad breakup, too, with Camila Cabello. It doesn't. I mean, of course, all those things aren't going to help when you are struggling with things. And he was struggling with things before that. It's not obviously not to do with that. But that, uh, yes, absolutely. Every, everything is a variable when you're struggling with mental health issues. Well, I don't know if you listen to this pod, Sean, or if you uh, ever will, but we're thinking about you. Speedy recovery, get well, and then uh, can't wait to see you again when you're ready. Side note, when we were talking, because we were talking about the old North American All-Stars, what the hell did they call What did Drake call that night? Anyway, cool, fine. Sure. All the stars of, of Canada's, you know, past and current, you know, hits. Uh, Cardi, great. I love Card- the original Cardi. Cardinello Fischel, fabulous. Chaos. Nelly Furtado showed up. But I'm looking at all these photos now and the ones that got like just photobombed the next day after it of Drake hugging each and every one of them and shaking their hands uh-huh. and knowing that he got COVID. I'm like, ooh. Now it kind of looks like, oh, did you test? Did you test? Because he was real close to you. <laughs> you should reach out to Sean and yeah, see how he's feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hopefully everybody's okay and hopefully Drake recovers. He seems to be okay, but it's more of, hey, doesn't want to give anybody else something so that's good have yourselves a fantastic tuesday everybody we will be back tomorrow with another episode of after nine Bye. well it was a life-changing weekend for the person in illinois who purchased the winning ticket for the 1.3 billion dollar mega millions jackpot uh the winner hasn't come forward yet so either they're contacting financial experts or they're at home like crap where is it all right i had it in my i went swimming i went swimming all right no one turn on the washing machine no one do anything Pope Francis acknowledged that he will need to slow down or retire. You can tell the Pope is ready to retire. Today someone asked him uh, for a miracle and he was like, what do we look like, a freaking genie over here? (laughs) The White House is planning to offer updated booster shots to Americans this fall. It's still the same booster except uh, these are going to be pumpkin spice. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.